you wished upon a star. Now we want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Disneyland. Just go to Action Park, there's no other park like it. Six Flags Great Adventure. It's not a world away. Paramount's Kings Island. We will officially open Universal Studios Florida. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Now, here is your host. Hi, and welcome back to the Defunct Land Podcast. My name is Kevin Perger. Today, we are doing a post-episode discussion on the Nick Hotel uh, episode of Defunct Land, episode 13 of season two. And uh, this episode, has, the response has been overwhelming. There's been a lot of views so far. I think it, I, I'm recording this. We released it on Tuesday. It is now Saturday. It's almost, I think it might be over 600,000 views. Crazy. So this is uh, the fastest any video has blown up. Uh, which means a lot of people are passionate about it. And I think I have the person that is most passionate on with me today, which is Kate. Kate, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, you know, Kate, you worked at the Nick Hotel. Yes. So I worked for the last year that it was in business before it changed to the Holiday Inn Suites. And um, what was your position at the Nick Hotel? So when I started, I was a front desk agent and then I moved to a supervisor and then right near the end, we were a little low on management. So I ended up being like the night manager for a while as well. Oh, wow. Well, you, you climbed that ladder very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so before we get into our discussion, do you just want to talk a little bit about um, yourself and uh, what you do and um, you know how did you end up working at the Nick Hotel? Pretty much everything up to there. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been working at theme parks for 10 years. Um, I started at 16 at uh, Coco Key Water Resort in Connecticut. Um, I stayed there for a couple years. In college, I learned about the Disney College program, and I was like, this sounds amazing. So I started at Disney in 2012 on a college program, and then I stayed seasonal with Disney for a long time, came back and did another college program, went back to school, graduated, came back and did a final college program. <laughs> I, I just loved Orlando and just everything so much. So then I did my college programs. I started at Tomorrowland Speedway. I worked at the Jungle Cruise, and I ended up in entertainment for my last program. But then it's the high that ends in the low. It's the end of my program, and I don't have a job. So I was working for like part-time or seasonal or full-time and nothing was happening. And I knew I needed a job to stay. So I, the first place that I applied for, cause I was like, I'm going to start at Disney and work my way out. And what's right outside of Disney world, but the Nickelodeon suites resort. So I ended <laughs> up applying and getting interviewed a couple times and then getting hired over there, which was perfect. So I could be part-time at Disney and then full-time at Nickelodeon. And I thought I was getting the best of both worlds, like universal and Disney. And I was like, so excited going into it. But uh, yeah, that's me. So I worked in Nickelodeon for a year. After that, I did a hodgepodge of theme park jobs. I was a mermaid performer, an instructor. I worked with Make-A-Wish. And now I work at a tech company in California. That's so cool. And so you joined the Nickelodeon Family Suites. Um, what year was that? Oh, uh, May of 2015. I left right around May of 2016. Wow. So that was that was the end. That was the end. That was the Titanic, that last hour of the movie kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the fun beginning, I guess, if there no. was one. 
Yeah, I but the thing is like the commercials and everything that I saw on TV growing up, like I loved. I thought it was going to be the coolest place ever. Like my parents would never bring me cuz we were like a small family, so sweets weren't really what we needed. We could just go to Disney World for that. But I always wanted to go and like you always drive by it and it's like a neon orange building and it always catches your eye. And I was like this is going to be amazing. And then like a weekend I'm like wait a minute, um, this maybe isn't as great as I thought or as great as the commercials always said. And it was, and I was told when I got hired that it was not going to be Nickelodeon by the next year. Like I was told ahead of time, they're like, by the way, this is our 10 year celebration. But then after this, we may not be Nickelodeon anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I kind of knew kind of going in that it was going to be a little bit different, but I wasn't ready for how intense the whole thing was for the year. You know, I saw a, I didn't, I don't think I put the part of it in the episode because mm-hmm. it's very confusing from the outside what was going on at the Nick Hotel as far as the management and the transition. Um, the information that I had had, I mean, I didn't, of course, when I'm researching for an episode, it's very difficult um, sometimes to uh, get all of the inside information because right after I publish an episode, I have this giant pool of people that have been there that have uh, seen like, and this is exactly how I found you. Yeah. So, but as far as the outside goes, it was a very simple, like, okay, we're going to transition into this now. And I found a renovation, which was supposed to take place in November, 2015. Mm-hmm. It's like a $25 million renovation. And it just, it made the, all of the suites look a little bit more, uh, not elegant, just simple with like orange flamingos and green tr- trees. Yeah. So basically what was happening is part of our 10 year celebration, they were like, we're going to start talking about this renovation that's happening because all of our TripAdvisor reviews were talking about the rooms, the housekeeping, and how worn down everything was. So everyone was like, oh, we're going to talk about this renovation and get people excited to come back in the spring. Because even though we were not going to be Nickelodeon anymore, we were going to be the same company. So the same company was going to own the hotel. Just instead of having the Nickelodeon property rights, we were going to become a Holiday Inn again, meaning that we were going to get Holiday Inn rights, but we were still privately owned. So we were just trying to get people excited about it. And people noticed, oh, like, it looks like there's flamingos on the wall. Like, where are the Nickelodeon characters? And at the time, we weren't allowed to say that we weren't going to be Nickelodeon because we really didn't have an end date technically for the contract. At least it wasn't told to us. So we had to kind of be like, oh, we don't know what it's going to be yet. But kind of all of us behind the desk were kind of starting to soon realize that oh man, like this is definitely not going to be Nickelodeon. They're changing everything up and we can't tell our customers right now. And it's like, uh uh-oh, like it was like a ticking clock. And then by the end, we ended up um, starting to renovate the rooms a little bit later than uh, we were supposed to. We started pretty much hard hard duty doing it in the spring. So even though it was supposed to start in November, it started very, very slow. Just demo rooms, seeing how everything worked. And then by the spring, we were going pretty quick, trying to flip rooms and we were totally under construction. So folks that were coming to stay with us, they got the emails. We're going to be under construction while you're here. You're welcome to move or stay with us for a cheaper rate. So we were, by the spring, we were going pretty quick and people were very surprised. It reminds me of those new pop century rooms. I don't know if you've ever been in the new renovated ones, but it's kind of that same vibe, like that fake wood floor and kind of the lighting is all very same as the new pop century room. So it made it just more of a simple hotel room versus like a cartoony hotel room. Yeah. Um, and that's also what I, I noticed was not not only are is the are the rooms different, um, but what I noticed was at the Nickelodeon family suites, those were not murals; they were just stickers. Because I found a picture of one peeled up, 
Yes. So we had extra stickers in back. So basically it was like a wallpaper sticker, like people do in apartments where you just rub it down, get the, get the little bubbles out and then keep it. And then if it rips up, you just get a new one. And that's what we did for when the turtles got really hot. So when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the hot new thing, we pulled down some of like the Danny Phantoms and we popped up uh, turtles, which was really popular. So, yeah. So let's just stick on the rooms for now, as far as organization. Um, So this, the themed kids suites. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, what happened to the Nick at Night suites? <laughs> what what I, were those? I truly did not. There are no heart-shaped jacuzzis anywhere no, there, on there the aren't. property. <laughs> there I, I found I found one. Um, <laughs> like not what? from like a long time ago. There, are, I, we found a picture of one. Uh, someone sent one to me. It was because <gasps> we couldn't find it. Me and Heath, my uh, my partner, and he was actually he led research on this episode. Did a great job. Usually he is editing defunct tv but uh we're uh, in between episodes so i was like hey can you research nick hotel and he's like there was this thing called the nick at night suite and this is us mm-hmm. going into the old nick hotel website which by the way terrible website design um <laughs> like it was 2005 2006 and it was back then when all websites had to have sound effects so you'd oh, open the fa- oh, we'd open the page and then a flash animation of a coconut dropping and then you hear like boom, 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 and then SpongeBob would run across the screen. It was terrible. Oh um, my god! But so we found the Nick and Night suite, and then we went six months ahead, and the Nick and Night suite was, suite was gone. Um, mm-hmm. So it didn't <laughs> it didn't last long at all. But then we went. Someone was smart enough, which we were not smart enough, to go back to the uh, Holiday Inn, for what the original Holiday Inn, the one that opened mm-hmm. in 1999, I believe. Or, yeah. Um, and that one has a picture of the heart shaped jacuzzi with two oh two adults inside um we can cross out the nick at night suites um but as far as the kids suites go those uh those you know mur- murals on the wall um mm-hmm. not murals those stickers um those stickers what was the what do you remember some of them do you remember like all of them <laughs> like yes I, so okay. we by the time that um I had gotten there. We, we basically had a code in our system for each one so that we'd know going in, like what room the customer was getting. Um, a lot of SpongeBob. So mostly SpongeBob, Dora, fairly odd parents. Um, and then Ninja Turtles. Those were the four, but Ninja Turtles, we were very short on. We didn't have a ton. We just had gotten a couple. Um, but we had one Danny Phantom room left. And then those were the only ones that were left when I got there. I've heard that we used to have more, but by the time I got there, we had kind of narrowed it down because a lot of the shows had been canceled. Oh, we also had Rugrats and Rugrats All Grown Up. So we had a Rugrats All Grown Up room. (laughs) Yeah, I found an All Grown Up room. I didn't put it in the video because I couldn't find a picture of it. I only found it like sweeping by on a video. Um, But there was an All Grown Up. There was a Jimmy Neutron. Um... There was what else was there? That Rugrats room is, I mean, all of the rooms are creepy in my opinion, not, yeah. and not creepy in me being like, ooh, these are sinister. It's just the the idea of a, of, it looks like a prison. <laughs> like it, it's it's like it looks like solitary confinement with Danny Phantom. It's it just you walk in the room and like just walking in the hotel room because the kids rooms didn't have doors. You just look to the left and you just see Jimmy staring at you like, hey there, Goddard. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. follows you. And so you never stayed at the hotel before you worked there, right? Correct. No, we just I had just gotten a tour after I was hired. OK. Yeah. And so you but you did go in and out of the rooms quite often. Yes. So especially near the end, I had to start going in to talk to customers that were upset and like kind of go through um, a lot of the rooms. At one point, 
well, I'll probably get into this story later, but we had a huge flood and we had to move everyone. And that's when I saw all the roofs <laughs> to try to move everyone over. That, oh, well, I can't wait for that story. We'll get into those, you know, specific weird stories yeah. that I'm really looking forward to. We'll have a story time later on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so these rooms of, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think there was, uh, you know, Danny Phantom, all those. And then they still had, when you were there, those mm-hmm. terrible old RCA. Exactly. You could buy it like Toys R Us that were like princess themed, like those kind of deals. Yeah. It was the old TVs and like, we didn't have the playstations anymore. So folks would come in and be like, why is there no PlayStation in my room? And I'm like, Oh, we got rid of those like many years ago because they started getting stolen. And it's like, oh, updated I was about that to technology. Ask, yeah. did they really yeah. get stolen that often? Mm-hmm. Cause they're not like plugged in. They're not like zip tied to the wall. So all you have to do is unplug it and like pop it in your bag. And then if we call, you can just be like, Oh, like I didn't take it. Or if your credit card, if it was a debit card, we can't charge you more than what you had on it. So a lot of people got away with a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering, cause I saw like one had a yellow string on it, but I was like, I don't think that's going to keep you from stealing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy because the kids rooms like if people don't realize like the kids rooms were only two bedroom or three bedroom suites one bedroom suites were non-themed so like if you had a very small family and you're like oh like the kid will go on the pullout like we'll go in a room like totally non-themed regular hotel room and then our two bedrooms had a second kids room but there was no door on the room so it was just an opening and then you would go in and that's where the kids would sleep and then the three bedrooms would basically be a one bedroom and a two bedroom with a connecting door. So basically you'd have one unthemed room and then one like door room or whatever it is, which is really interesting. Yeah, that was, I, I saw those and the, the layout of those was just frustrating to look at. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I could not tell you, I mean, cause it is two different room styles smashed together. It looks terrible. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and could you, could you close and lock the door? Should you need to make them two different rooms? So you could, so you could close the door between the one bedroom and the two bedroom. You can close that door and make it two separate rooms or you can open it up and do the three bedroom. Okay. That makes sense. Um, that, yeah. that's, and that's standard in uh, a lot of hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's all, do you have anything else on the room besides, you know, the big stories, but do you have anything else interesting that the, on the rooms themselves? Um, let's see. Um, so the old rooms, yeah, the kids room was separate. Also, um, if we're not even talking about housekeeping yet on the new renovated rooms, um, let's just say the bathtubs didn't work. So when we had people come in and be like, you're going to try a renovated room, but please don't take a bath because <laughs> <laughs> like, it would flood the lower floor. Like there was something wrong with like the pipes or something that they laid down that like, if you did a bath, it would just flood the room underneath you. My gosh. So I'm hoping they got it fixed. I'm very, I bet by now they have, like, I'm not trying to like diss this hotel, but like they probably have fixed it by now. But like, it was pretty intense for a while. Cause like, here's a new room, like, but don't use the shower. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. So just don't, you know, don't clean yourself um, yeah, in, no, in our you dirty hotel. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, let's go. If, if that's, if you don't have anything else on the rooms, I guess it's, we can go on to housekeeping. Ooh. Okay. So every night at the Nickelodeon Seats Resort, we'd have a line right around like 8 PM when people were getting back from the parks, we'd have a line probably like eight or nine different guests deep of folks waiting to complain about their rooms. Like it was really intense by the end. We ended up with like a three and a half star on TripAdvisor, um, because everything was just old. So imagine a room that has been the same for 10 years and it's connected to a water park, which means that water is in the carpet 
it's underneath the carpet and you just get that like mildewy hotel smell, but like really emphasized. Mm-hmm. It re- have you ever been to a circus circus in Las Vegas? It very much is very similar to that resort. It's very, it's like everything just has like that moldy smell, but it's like, you can't fix it. Um, and then it was just, everything was old, like springs coming out of mattresses and it was just really and like not cleaning the couches and like housekeepers, they tried their hardest. Like we were all a team and we tried very, very hard, but it's like, if you don't have the supplies that you need, if you don't have new things, like new mattresses to put in when the old ones ripped and broken, it's like, you only have so much that you can do. <laughs> so we had a lot of folks come in like wanting to leave or like wanting to get like a new room. And it's like these like trying to be as nice as possible. I'm like, you can look at the other room, but they're, they're all the same. <laughs> and, um, it's just like, at yeah, one this point, is it's standard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like this is all we have. And like people would get like, it's like, I know one of the pictures you showed on your video was like a dirty washcloth. And that is from pressing a washcloth into the rug. And like, we clean the rugs and like, we'd have professionals come in and do the rugs, but it's just like, after a while, it's just like, it was so bad with like the water park and just not the upkeep for so long, not doing it, trying to do it at the end, just like didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when you like, when the guests would complain and you'd go to mm-hmm. the room, would you just be like, what are you talking about? This is actually one of our better rooms. Like, <laughs> no. Well, I was really, I tried to be really sympathetic and really aligned with them and kind of their concerns. And like, um, I would just be like, look, like, you know, like, I'm so sorry. Like I could bring a housekeeper up here. Like we can redo the sheets or we could redo this, or I could show you a different room that if you wanted to move into it, but like, the these are kind of thing. our options. Yeah. That like, is the saddest thing to be like, it, I mean, I can ugh. show you a room. You're not going to like it. But. Yeah. And like, I tried to be really positive and sometimes they would just like moving to the other room, like made them feel better. So like a lot of folks would move, but like, it was just so hard. And especially at the end, it was just so rough. And it's like, you can only do so much. And it's like, you can't, like we like weren't allowed to just give everyone their money back. Like, and it was so hard to like make someone like stay overnight in a room that they hated because we couldn't give them their money back. So they could, we couldn't take the hold off their cards. They couldn't go anywhere else. And it was just really sad. And I felt so bad for people. Yeah. That's, I, I, I can't imagine. I, I, what I, what makes, what gives me the eeriest feeling is that this is, you know, this big corporation behind this. I mean, Nickelodeon, is I mean it's not not Disney huge, but I mean it, Viacom's giant ginormous. Um, but you know it's it's just the idea that uh, this hotel that is owned by this giant children's network just kind of left not didn't but it didn't like fully leave it. You know I mean you were still yeah. receiving new additions. How, what was that like? I mean it did it feel kind of weird and eerie like you were being neglected or was it like they're updating it? It's just not working or what? What was that? We were just, I feel like we were just like the ugly, the ugly stepchild of just the company because we were too far from Universal for folks to stay here that wanted to go to Universal. So we were really close to Disney, but it's like, why stay with us when you can go to Art of Animation for around the same price and be on Disney property? Um, And it was just really hard because technically like Nickelodeon, we only owned the rights to the theme park. We had only contracted out the rights. So like, it's not like Steven Hillenberg came in to make sure SpongeBob was doing his thing. Like we were totally separate. Like Nickelodeon gave us no support. I think they wanted to forget that they, we were alive. Um, and then like, we like, we're just kind of in this limbo form. Cause at this point, like the executives were ready to like break everything down and like start anew. And like, we're just 
trying all to work together to like make happy moments for these kids and these families who've like saved up for years to like come to Orlando. And like, we're trying really hard to like make it as great as we could, but it's like, how good can you make it with what we had? And we weren't getting anything new. Like no one was trying to help us in the moment. They were just thinking, oh, well in eight months, we're not going to be Nickelodeon anymore. We're going to be renovated. But it's like for eight months, like we're, we're drowning, you know? Yeah. And then on top of that, the, uh, it came from such a weird time from like the, the, the inception of it. Well, first off, I must ask, you mentioned that holiday Inn left the picture and then came yes. back. Um, yes. that was not public knowledge. They just kind of, yeah. uh, like as far as <laughs> public knowledge is and I didn't find it. Maybe they, 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 they definitely didn't advertise it. Um, oh, you know, absolutely they, not. like they didn't, who, who was this other company? Was it the parent organization of holiday Inn? So it was basically, so first, no, you're good. Like they kept it very, very secret. So if you were going to find it, you like it would, you would have to know someone like it was very quietly. They separated basically, basically anyone can have a hotel and kind of make it like a holiday Inn, kind of like a privately owned one to get the rights to holiday. Inn, you have to follow all these certain criteria and pay them a certain amount per month. And you kind of work with holiday Inn. So like, we weren't like, we were not holiday Inn employees. And even like, people who were there, they weren't official holiday Inn employees. They were just working for a company that had the holiday Inn rights, if that makes sense. So we were kind of like two steps of separation. So basically what I had been told through the years working or the year working there is basically you have to do certain things to keep your holiday Inn license. So you have to keep your reviews a certain point. You have to do certain things with your staff, certain things with your property. You have to update it. You have to do certain things to match with the holiday Inn standards to stay part of that part of that company. And apparently we did not do that. I, I, I'm assuming, and this is an assumption that we were like, Oh, we have Nickelodeon on our side. We still have a contract who needs holiday in. They're just a nuisance. So we thought we'd do it on our own. So now we didn't have that, but then we have a parent company that has nothing to do with holiday Inn. they just own a chain of hotels, right. but I don't want to say their name so I don't get sued. Okay. That's fine. The, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, but I assume it's just like an investment company. Exactly. That, exactly. Uh, that franchises hotels and then, you know, lay, I mean, a lot of hotel, a lot of restaurants do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I guess you do the price and participation may vary. Well, it's like <laughs> may vary a lot yeah. with the Nickelodeon Family Suites Resort. Exactly. What's, what's interesting though for me is that they in two thousand three when Holiday Inn and Nickelodeon announced this joint venture, it was mm-hmm. as if Holiday Inn was heavily involved in this, and then they were mm-hmm. going to be like, "All right, let's go ahead." and build they had plans to build four more which means they had locations they just had not yet they had yet to announce them mm-hmm. um so they they and they were going to do this with holiday inn i imagine mm-hmm. um so what was do you know anything about holiday inn's relationship with nickelodeon because it sounds like nickelodeon your private investment company had the contract with nickelodeon mm-hmm. what was holiday inn's relationship with nickelodeon I think it was more like Holiday Inn was kind of what I've heard through my time there is like Holiday Inn was kind of through our management company had the relationship with Holiday Inn and had the relationship with Nickelodeon. And I think to get the rights to Nickelodeon, we're kind of like, well, it's going to be a Holiday Inn. Like it's this great company. So I think like we were the middlemen between Holiday Inn and Nickelodeon from what I've been told. And yeah, there would have, but as Holiday Inn would have to have some sort of you know, control over that. I'm sure there was yeah. some meet. There was some meeting. I'm sure where, where they oh, yeah. many meetings where they discussed how this would go. And so, with that in mind, let's keep going on all the weird stuff you saw. <laughs> <laughs> As I think we captured it. So, is that it for housekeeping? 
Yeah, just um, not great. We tried really hard. You know, everyone in housekeeping was really <laughs> wonderful. We tried. Oh, I guess this counts. This counts as a horror story too. Basically, one weekend we were fully booked and we ran out of towels. So we have people calling saying they have one towel in a room for six people. And we had to be like, we can send you washcloths. But we had no towels on property because everything got sent out. And we never got our shipment for the day, meaning we had no towels. You had no towels. We had no towels, only the things that were already in the room. So we had no additional. So if we only had one towel in a room made for six, we had one towel in the room. If we had six, that's great. That was a lucky room. But we had a lot of rooms that didn't one weekend we didn't have enough stuff for. <laughs> it was really bad, but it was only once, but still it was really, it was an intense weekend. That is crazy. Um, <laughs> and then you only worked there for a year. So how many times did that happen? <laughs> oh God, probably like tw- big towels once for one 24 hour period. A lot of, we never had like washcloths and um, hand towels happened a lot more. Um, because a lot of those, like when they, they're all white. So when they get dirty, you toss them or you bring them to the place. And if you don't get them back on time, then you're out. And it's like a whole, it was a whole process, but only big towels once in my year there. Thank goodness. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Um, and so let's talk a little bit about the water park. So we're working, we're working our way in to the mall. Um, so you have the lagoon pool Mm -hmm. and then you have the oasis pool. Correct. Um, this is so weird yeah. uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, so you have the Oasis Pool and the Lagoon Pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I say in the video that the Oasis Pool is supposed to be the kind of the calmer pool. Is that Was that kind of right? Like the Lagoon Pool was a little bit more crazy? Yeah, so like the Lagoon Pool was like where most of the activities happened, where like our main, like mostly like 90% of the people went to the Lagoon Pool. And normally the Lagoon Pool was the only one open uh, because our we had 777 rooms. So if we didn't fill that, we kept the lagoon side open. Then we had the oasis side of property and that pool was only open when we were really utilizing those rooms. So usually weekends or during busy season, like peak season. So like Christmas or like 4th of July. So oasis was usually closed a lot of the time. Um, we had events there too. So like Girl Scout groups, we do all their activities at the oasis pool. Or if we were doing a larger event, we would close the oasis pool down for that event because it was a little bit farther away from the mall and from the front lobby that you could kind of get away with doing that without folks noticing, but everyone wanted to be by the lagoon pool. Everyone wanted to be over there because it had like everything there. It had like the basketball courts, the mini golf, uh, the activities during the day, the slimings, everything that was kind of all together, um, which people really liked. And so that's sliming that mass sliming. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So I've seen so many videos of kids thinking that was actually slime, but that's just water yeah. dye green, right? Correct. So it was green water. Uh, we dyed it green uh, once to twice a day. And the rest of the time it would dump like normal, but it would dump just like regular water. Um, and then we also had regular like real slime, I guess like real slime too. What was slime and what was green water? Because you had the small dunk tank. Mm-hmm. That was water too, right? So the small, the little small like tray looks like like a tray that pigs eat out of, but it's up up top. That yeah. was actual slime. So that was like an actual like not it was water based still, but it was a lot thicker. Um, and then if you wanted like the real deal slime, you had to go to Double Dare. I think it's something to do with like 
the pipes and you can't have anything really thick or gummy going into the pipes where water is. So everything had to be very water-based. Everything also had to be um, like allergy free. So it couldn't give anyone like reactions or they couldn't be like allergic to anything. So hypoallergenic is the word that everything kind of had to be on the actual deck, but it was like a thicker slime that we did on the deck during children's activities. But like the real deal was over at a double dare. But you could do that if you wanted to get privately slimed. I think it was like $125 a person to get the real slime by yourself in the Double Dare Theater. I bet $125. I went into a room by myself and someone poured goo on my head and then I left. (laughs) That sounds terrible, actually, um, in a lot of ways. And so some kids were allergic to slime if you didn't make it right then? Correct. So like while the actual materials of the real slime was ambiguous. They wanted to keep it as hypoallergenic as possible. So we always said like our green water slime was hypoallergenic because it's just water and food coloring. So like that is pretty, unless you're allergic to like green dye number seven or whatever it is, you should be good. Um, but we did have a couple people have allergic reactions after getting slimed, but like it was, it was pretty intense. Well, have you ever gone to the emergency room? Yes, actually. You'll never believe this. I was at the Nickelodeon <laughs> family suites. <laughs> got slimed and immediately started uh, breaking out in highs. Anyways, um, yeah. I don't don't mean to shame anybody with allergies. It's just that that is the funniest thing. If there is anything it, funny to get an allergic reaction, getting slimed because that makes you think on the game shows. When did they find out about it? Because it definitely had to. They, they've been sliming people for over a decade, over two decades by then, probably. Yeah. And so this wasn't the first time they found out that people could be allergic to slime. I wonder what it was like that first time. I know. Cause like, I wonder, I wonder if now if they say like, you can't be allergic to like, I don't know, like yogurt or whatever's in it. Like, I wonder if there's like a list and they're like, you can't be allergic to any of these items or if they just ask, Oh, you have any allergies? No. All right, here you go. Like, (laughs) I wonder how that process works now. But yeah, that first sliming, like they were like, Oh, it's probably something else. It was probably like the pie we pie do with like not the slime, but it was really, you're allergic to banana cream. Sign this document. (laughs) (laughs) Sign this piece of paper. I just, I don't, I can't imagine like them asking, Hey, you're not allergic to anything. And they're like, I'm seven. And so (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Why is your face so red? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Usually, you know, kids really like the green, like the green one. A lot of them really thought it was slime, and like people were really excited. We had a couple parents that were really upset that we were calling it slime when it was just green water. And then we explained, kind of like you know, with our like set, like our system, like you can't put like weird liquid into a pool that's made for chlorine water. Like you can't do that to the system. No way. Um, yeah like well i mean we'd be really nice about it like this is just me talking now but like we'd be like oh like you know like we have different slime for different activities and la 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 different slime for different times dude there you go yeah man i mean is there anything else about the water park specifically i mean it's, it's a pretty standard water park are there any horror stories from the water park um the two big things is just kind of just like folks don't realize like florida weather when they come down a lot of folks don't know and that's the one thing about it, it couldn't be an all-inclusive resort because thunder and lightning during the summer was daily. So every day we'd shut down the pool for like two hours because you can't have metal and kids on metal in water during lightning. So we'd have to close the whole area down. So like people would get so upset. They're like, the only reason I came here is for the park and it's closed. And I'm like, you know, like it's an act of God. Like there's nothing that we can do. You know what I mean? To have you play in the lightning. Like we can't, we can't do that. So, the, so after this kid... He's come back from the hospital. 
He just got <laughs> <Yeah>. slimed. <laughs> He's now in the pool. <laughs> he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> He's like, I love the Nick Hotel. Poor kid. But you still charge the price of an all-inclusive resort. Correct. And we charge a resort fee. So it was like $35 a day added on to whatever the fee was online for use of like the water and like the mini golf and the basketball and all those things, even though sometimes for weather, we couldn't do it because everything was outdoors. So would you refund after that? Um, no, uh, not for, <laughs> we, we weren't allowed to. So we weren't allowed to refund for weather. Now we were allowed if like, also they're like, oh, like I didn't get my towels on time or like something little, then we could refund it. Cause we had a reason, but the reason couldn't be weather. That's terrible. But we could like, but we could like finesse it to like help the customer. And it wasn't, and I'd like to just say this, it wasn't anyone on my level. Like it wasn't any of our management team that was like enforcing it. Right. You know what I mean? It was like from the top all the way down kind of being like we can't keep losing this much money every time it lightnings so like we had to kind of figure out different ways to make it work and make the make the guest happy make everyone happy and kind of get through the storm until it cleared up <laughs> no kidding that's that's nuts that you uh, that people would pay extra to use the facilities and then the facilities would be closed and then they couldn't use them oh my god the worst is when so when kids go number two in the pool it is really intense. So it's not, if they throw up or like do any bodily function in the pool, it's not just like, oh, we picked it up and leave. You have to like disinfect the whole thing. And if the water pipes are connected between the water slides and the main pool, the whole thing shuts down. And so how often does that happen? Um, a lot, a lot of kids. And we kept talking about like swim diapers and stuff, but like it just, it happens if the kids are little and like, sometimes they're not wearing a swim diaper or sometimes they're a little older and they don't want to go cause they're having fun. So once in a while we we'd get like, just like the little candy bars in the pool, like once a couple times a week. And that was just usually a quick hour. So you could just take it, disinfect for an hour and let everyone else in. That wasn't too bad. The problem is if it, I don't want to be gross, but if it wasn't in candy bar form, if it was like liquid, we had to shut down for up to 24 hours. You were you made it gross so by now, just not being honest and having to use candy bar. Okay. <laughs> in the future, in the future, okay, use, just say if it is liquid instead of solid because you just ruined candy bars for me for the rest of my life. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> um, sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to cut down. Um, no. So, so yeah. So on any given week, how many times would this happen? God, it was a it was a lot. It depended on like how busy we were. Okay, let's go down to a day. Let's say on a Saturday. On a Saturday, it probably we shut down once for thunder and lightning, and then probably like a couple times a month, probably like maybe like four times a month we shut down for like regular like uh, doo doo, and then but every it was very rare that we got like the liquid non solid, but that was like a twenty four hour shutdown. Like we couldn't let anyone in. Like we had to shut the whole thing down because it's so you know like it's bacteria and we have to really wash it out of the system. So it, that got really intense. So sometimes we'd have to open up the Oasis pool when it wasn't open for that weekend. We'd have to figure out different things to like make it all work sometimes with everything. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, let's move our way into the mall. But before we do, do you have anything else before we're going to move on the hotels, mm-hmm. the the pool or the, uh, the, I mean, the rooms, the pool, or the housekeeping, which is what we've touched on so far. Do you have anything else? Um, nothing really about that. Just overall, it was just a lot. There's just mostly, it's a lot of guest stories. So the most, the most interesting part about all this is how the guests react to all the craziness and like what they do because of all the insanity is always really interesting. But let's move over to the mall first. Let's talk about that. 
Okay. Um, we'll start with just kind of like the 4D experience. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, wow, that was a strong reaction to just the 4D experience. Hard. Ha. Um, okay, so go. you just kind of take me through this. Okay, so the 4D experience, basically, one of the movies we had Nickelodeon actually made for us. It was just for us. It was a 4D SpongeBob movie. Um, it had, like, bubbles and, like, the seats moved. And then we also had ones for, like, different movies. Like, Ice Age, we had one. And we had some that rotated. So there were some that were made that were for, like, new movies that were coming out. Like, um, what was it, Pacific Rim? It's on with the robots. So we had one for that. So we had a couple different ones that would play throughout the day. That'd be movie theater like times. And you can either pay once to go see your like five minute movie, or you could pay for a wristband for the day. So if you wanted to see every movie, you just it makes more sense to get a wristband for that in the 4D maze. Um, it was a cute little theater. I actually saw the SpongeBob movie there during our like orientation. They brought us in to show us, and it's really cute. And it's it's a cool option for when it's raining outside or like at night when like the kids are tired and they want to do one more thing. Like it's it was a really cool it was a really cool thing to have in there, but it was small. So like sometimes the, the shows would run out and now it's the only SpongeBob show for the night. And now we have all these people who wanted to see it and they couldn't, or they thought they were like 4d, like hour and a half movies. And they'd go in for like five minutes and be like, I paid $7 for this. So it was kind of intense. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember hearing that I believe the SpongeBob film was also moved to some other theme parks maybe across the country correct i actually went to um when we had the hurricane out here in uh, orlando i flew out to las vegas for the week i didn't want my power to go out and we stayed at circus circus and they actually had the spongebob 40 movie playing and i was like i can't leave i can't escape him he'll just follow me everywhere <laughs> that, that 40 movie um <laughs> that's funny uh did you do wake up and the wallpapers in your room somehow right and it just stares at me with those eyes that follow you <laughs> yeah um, and so you got the 40 experience, you have the laser maze that didn't come till later though. Yes. That was an addition, um, right around when the turtles kind of happened, like the turtle mania, as I like to call it. So basically that's basically just a, a square room, like the size of like a bedroom with lasers that would basically, um, it would make like a noise and like turn red. If you like hit it, it'd be like a, like a doo -doo -doo noise. So basically you're trying to go around all the different lasers. There's some that are easier, some that are harder. And basically you're just going through with the idea that one of the turtles needs your help and he's trapped and you have to go through the laser maze to save him. Um, and there were like pictures of the turtles on the walls and like, and it was cute. Once again, it was just a nice cute thing for when it rains outside. But the problem was it was very small and very expensive. So it was kind of like not, People, a lot of people didn't find it to be worth the money, especially if the kids go through it twice and they're like, I'm bored. It's kind of like, well, I paid $30, so you're going to do it again, you know? Yeah. Um, and those are standard across the, like bowling alleys. A lot of bowling alleys have these now. Yeah. Um, and so, and so we have that, we have all these other activities we have. Let's talk about the, uh, Studio Nick. Oh, Studio Nick. By the time you were there, was it just Double Dare or was there also Slime Time Live still? So it was just Double Dare. So we just had Double okay. Dare when I got there and it was twice a night, except on one day we didn't have it. I think it was Wednesdays we didn't have it. And it was twice a night for like the weekends and during the weekday, sometimes it was only once. 
And was this well attended? Yes. So we actually sold out almost like every night. Like there was a lot of demand, especially on the weekends. We'd sell out both shows before families would be able to check in and get their double their tickets. And so was it, did you have to pay to, do you have to pay to go there? No, it's free, but you have to sign up for a spot. So they don't want people like lining up without tickets. So when you check in, we'd put your name down like, oh, a party of four. And like, you'd be able to go on in. But Double Dare was really cool. It was an, it was an option for customers. It was also a great way to help people who were upset. So we would say, oh, like, you know, I'm so sorry you're upset. Like, we'll talk with someone like to get you tickets to Front Row Double Dare or to get picked for the show. Like, so we did have those options out there to like make people's day. So like, I'm really glad it was there, but I definitely think we needed more. You know, people are paying $35 resort fee and I wish we, we had more to give them. That's so interesting to me that you have, Nicola, it seems desperate <laughs> at that point to, to introduce Double Dare in, what was it, 2012? I mean, yeah. they, they were harkening back to even before the hotel started for nostalgia. Like they, they couldn't, even, they, they had run out almost of properties. Yeah, it's like, it was just like, I guess like they wanted something that like people recognize, but like kids don't know what Double Dare is and adults maybe knew or maybe a bit too old or maybe right around the right age. But, and I know they wanted like a family show, but it's like, I wish they made something unique for the resort. Like if they made like a unique show, you can only play it there. I think it would have been a lot better you also have in studio nick a mm-hmm. spongebob character show right no no that was gone by the time you were there <laughs> that was gone so all character shows were gone by the time that i got there so the last year we just had double dare um we didn't have okay. a Christmas- that character show was weird and creepy <laughs> but like i like the idea of like this like b-list like character show that you get for free for staying at a hotel like it's something to do but Um, We didn't even have the let it snow, like the Christmas overlay. We didn't have any Christmas overlay. Um, We used to have a Power Rangers show for Power Rangers weekend. And then when I got there, we stopped doing the show and it was just meet and greets. So they really limited entertainment a lot, which was really sad because we had like, we had the costumes and we had a really great entertainment team. And I really, it's bummer they couldn't show off their skills more. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) We'll talk about the costume characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So by the time you were there, those were gone. Um, what else was in the mall area that, that was still at the activities? You have those three things, and then what else? We had the kids spa. Oh right. What? Yeah. I mean, that was whatever, right? Yeah. It was. It was a third party that would come in and do nails and stuff, and so some folks would do that. We didn't have a lot of problems with that. People people liked it. You know, they were really nice over there. Um, we had the 4D and the laser. What else did we have? I'm like literally like pulling up a map to like make sure I don't forget anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of it in there was the food court, right? Yeah. And the buffet, um, which I heard was trash. Um, um, but I didn't mention it in the video because I couldn't get a good sentiment on that. Yeah, it was – we uh, – it was – People tried their hardest to make it as nice as possible, but it just wasn't for the price point. That is point. code for bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's a that's a way of. I, I figured you out, Kate. That's how you say something is bad. It's like we tried really hard is code for bad. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like it's not. It's just in my heart, it's like not the frontline cast members' fault. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like we we got served junk and we had to produce junk for people and call it gold. You know, basically we had a buffet for breakfast and then for dinner. We had um we had the Nicktoons Cafe, which was we had it only on certain nights, and it was a Ninja Turtles pizza party, which is a smart idea. Like thinking about it, oh, that's so smart. And it was a buffet, but it just wasn't 
great quality food. And like, I destroy Disney pizza. I think Disney quick service pizza is the worst, but like, this was like pretty, pretty close to that level or worse, like pizza wise. So that was kind of a bummer. Wow. Really? So this is like worse than pizza planet. Oh God, my nightmare. It's worse. Well, it's just like, it was, I couldn't eat it. Like I'd look at it. They offered it to us once when we had a late night and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Um, but I mean, pe- pizza is the easiest food to make. How did you mess up pizza? Like, I, I, I don't understand how anyone messes up pizza. It is, I love really bad frozen pizza. Ooh. You could have literally just made me a DiGiorno's pizza and I would have, I would have, you know, destroyed it. Why <laughs> did you make something worse? How did you make something worse than frozen? Um, anyway, sorry, I'm ranting about pizza, but you had all of these different pizzerias. Yeah. You had Antonio's in the in the food court. You mm-hmm. had Antonio's Pizza, which is was that a specific restaurant? That I believe that was themed after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? I believe so. I believe Antonio was a, a Ninja Turtle reference. Um, so yeah, so it was basically like all quick service food for most of the day, except for the character dining buffet or the breakfast buffet. So it was all buffets or quick service. Um, but yeah, we had like the deli. It like apparently used to be a, a subway. I heard, but it's not anymore. It was just like a deli. Um, we had the pizzeria, we had basically like a craving, which is like a quick, like you can get a Starbucks or like tea or things like that, like a quick, like a Starbucks to go kind of vibe. And then that was kind of what we had for food there. And, um, you know, it was, it was hard. Cause it was like, if they wanted it to be all inclusive, there wasn't really a lot of options. And we definitely ha- received that feedback from folks about it, you know, about like, oh, there's not many options for adults. Like if I, if I want to get a salad, it's like very hard to get a salad around here. Like I, like we talked about earlier, there's nothing for parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a favor. Like it's one of those things that when those kids became, you know, nasty teenagers, their parents are going to look at them and be like, you know, I love you so much. I took you to the Nick Hotel and it was <laughs> terrible, but you wanted to go. Like you don't understand. Um, yeah. It's just it's, – it's amazing to me. It's just – yeah. It's just one of those where I think it wasn't fully thought out. Or, you know, like what parents want. Like, I don't think they asked a parent, like, what do you want in a hotel? Like, I think it was like, what do we want for the kids? We got to get the kids in here. But I think if they even just had like, I know they used to have it, children's activities where you let the kids go with like a babysitter for a couple hours, that at least gives you a little bit of freedom to like go, if you have a rental car, go somewhere or just like take a moment just to yourselves. I think because like even yeah, that like, was fifty dollars. It was so expensive though. I know that's the problem. It was like fifty dollars per kid. It's so. Anyways, we're uh we can. I think we're finally ready to talk about the characters because we've you know we've been through the food court and then we'll get the weird guest stories. But what is up with these characters? So I'm not just talking walk around characters. I'm talking about you still had fanboy and chum chum in the window when you closed. Fanboy and chum chum. I have no idea who they are and why fanboy kept running through our lobby. I don't know who that is. Like. Who was running in their underwear through our lobby? That might have just been a guess. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Found the costume. Yeah. What were some of the older characters that you're like, who, why? So characters that we had were, um, we had SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward. Um, we didn't really have Sandy anymore. Um, basically, I don't know if you saw the video. There was a 10th anniversary character dance party at the pool. I think Inside the Magic was there and they filmed it. And basically it was like every Nickelodeon character that we've had that had a costume was like at this dance party. Um, but a lot of them like didn't do regular meet and greets, like weren't out rarely, if all, um, out at all. But we had like fairly odd parents. We had Cosmo and Wanda. We had Aang. He was cool. Um, we had Aang out, the Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward. We didn't have Sandy. Sandy never came out. 
Um, we had Team Umizumi, which are like these pink and blue people in like hoodies. Um, and then we had the Bubble Guppies, which were like mermaids and mermen. And then we had, um, I didn't never knew who they were, um, the Chum Chum, or not Chum Chum, the other one, Fanboy. And those were the ones that were like actually normally walking around. But also apparently we had like a Mr. Krabs costume. We had like all kinds, we had a little Bill costume. So wait, did you see these just laying back there? Where were they? So a lot, I don't know exactly where they were. I didn't really get entertainment. Their offices were in a different building from where we were in the front. Um, but we just see them, they'd come out. So basically they would do like the sets for the day where basically they do a set at the character meet and greet spot in the mall. And then a lot of them at one point would walk out to the lobby during our busiest point so that kids could be meeting characters while we're checking folks in. Um, because we had iPads on the wall for them to use, but they never worked. So now we're like, let's bring some characters in. So like they go over there and like meet them while their parents were checking in. So that was kind of my range with entertainment is kind of seeing who would come to the lobby every day. Or we had a schedule for meet and greets, which was normally just like the SpongeBob characters. And then we'd get like one Nick Jr. character a day. And then the turtles. Oh, and then the Power Rangers. Oh my God. Power Rangers weekend was like crazy because it was like people were really intense about the Power Rangers, but they were only out for like a limited time. So if you like miss them, they weren't coming out for another year. So people were like very intense about the Power Rangers. Uh, these characters, they were creepy to me seeing them. Um, they were creepy to a lot of people. Yeah. I've had some people be like, these are not creepy. You're overreacting and trying to be funny. I'm like, no, I've had so many people comment that they were terrified of them as children. <laughs> You're already scared as a child of a lot of, I was, when I was little, um, I was afraid of, you know, bigger things. Um, I was, you know, anything in costume can be off putting. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it's not well done, it's even more so, uh, do you have any costume character stories that just embody pretty much the experience of a guest with that character? So I think the big, well, we get a lot of screaming kids. So a lot of kids, they see, they see like some like Squidward and that and just scream and cry, like immediately seeing them. And it's just, falling apart like crying and I feel really bad about that but a lot of times it's when the characters are not moving is the scariest so like when they're kind of moving around it's great but then like when they're standing still it's the most terrifying thing it looks like they're like about to like come after you with like haunted music in the background like the lights are gonna go out and then it's gonna be like this really <laughs> creepy thing but not like not really like just a lot of kids being scared but but like they were, I think maybe that was probably maybe one of the reasons at the end, we only had such a limited amount of characters, probably for relevancy. And also because like a lot of them were like a little creepy and kids cried. So it was probably a reason. Yeah. And I wonder if they, I mean, some of the costumes like that do wear out yeah. very quickly. Um, not, well, I shouldn't say very quickly, but they do, they don't last forever. Same as puppets. Mm -hmm. So if for say, say one of the Rugrats characters, mm -hmm. I mean, those were probably, they were probably garbage. Oh, they were probably terrifying. Did you see one? No, I've never seen one. But I don't know I've, if you saw one. Oh no, they get pictures though of like Tommy and, Ch oh God, like those look terrifying. Those look like nightmare fuel. Yes. And so how did the guests react to the food in the character buffets? Um, people weren't, uh, some people were just like, well, it's for the kids. So we knew it was going to be bad food. You know, and it's like when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you don't go to Chuck E. Cheese for gourmet pizza. You know that you're eating the cardboard because your kid wants to be there. And so you sacrifice for them. And that's kind of what this was too. Like the vibe is just like, well, like 
they wanted to meet SpongeBob, so we're paying twenty five dollars a person for breakfast so they can meet SpongeBob and get a picture. You know, I mean, I, I understand that, but you're also spending so much more money than any other place of that. You know what I mean? It's it's not just and could so here's a question: Could if you didn't stay in the hotel, could you still pay for the character breakfast and go? Um, in theory, it was a no. Um, but we did make exceptions for people. Um, but 99% of the time it was a no. You had to, you could pay for a day pass for the pool. So like the lagoon pool or the oasis pool. So you'd have to pay for parking and a guest pass for the pool areas. And then if you wanted to do 40 laser maids, you'd pay again. And then if you wanted to get quick service, but technically the, the buffet for morning and dinner was just for hotel customers. But um, sometimes for like guest recovery, we'd have them come back another day just for breakfast. And so you were really just wringing money out of people, like not 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 on purpose, but like you were you were directed to. It was just a lot. And it wasn't from my direct supervising team. I just want to point that out because like I love my team that was in the offices with me. Like we worked really hard, but it was just, you know, like the top people are like, why are we giving people their night stay back? Like that shouldn't be a thing. And it kind of just trickles down. You know what I mean? And then it was really hard and there was a, it was a lot. And it was kind of like having to listen, people have a miserable time and you know that there's nothing that you can do to fix it was like the worst, like the worst thing, like, like this is really intense. But like I literally had to go to like therapy after I finished this job because it's just that idea of letting all these people down. It was like heartbreaking. Like every day it was just heartbreaking. Oh my, that's so, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. (laughs) That's okay. Like it's all part of growing up and you know, living your best life. But like, it's just, it was just like, it was just so intense. And like, and it was so hard because online it looks so fun. Like you look at the map and there's all these things, but you don't realize like, prices are associated with everything and like you're thinking oh well my kid loves spongebob but we want to go to disney like this is the perfect in between and it's really not (laughs) yeah and so let's if you don't mind get into some of the more serious or i mean funny if you want to order them in a certain way i'm just gonna let you talk i I mean we've we've kind of taken a tour through the hotel through your eyes yeah um and now i really just want to hear some of these stories that you have Um, all right so if you don't mind sharing them (laughs) so um so first, I guess we'll talk about celebrities that we've had at the hotel. Um, so we basically, we had like a high-end fashion designer stay with us. Um, basically, like his clothes are in like Kohl's and like main stores. And like his name is very, very well known. Um, so he stayed, cause I guess he had married like a younger woman and they had like a younger kid. So like the kid loved the turtles. So they came in and it was like, we were all like on eggshells. So we had to like find a room that was like clean enough for this guy to stay in. So we had to like, we had like carpet cleaners come in just for that room. We had like all the supervisors in that room, like making sure it was like perfect for him to check in. And like, apparently they had a great time. They were at the park. No one recognized him. So like, that was pretty cool. But he'd come to the, he'd come to the front desk and stuff. We've had people come through that have been like pretty rich. Um, we've had people be really upset because the kids room didn't have a door because their nanny was going to stay in there. So they would bring nannies with them to the Nickelodeon Suites Resort. And I was like, you were in the wrong hotel, sir. Like, please take your black card and like go anywhere else. But they were like, no, like the nanny's going to stay with the kids. And I was like, okay. Um, we also the, had... There, oh, the, that mattress in the kids' room was also probably terrible, right? Oh, yeah. No, they were pretty, pretty trash. And like we had some to replace, but after a while near the end, we didn't have any more mattresses to replace. So we had to kind of like just be like sorry like we could put another mattress on top maybe but like or extra blankets but like that was kind of kind of it 
And also because parents would stay in the bunk bedrooms on the bottom bunk, sometimes I feel like an aunt came with them. And that was hard when a parent slept on a kid bed. It was like, they, they were like, my back hurts. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. You just slept on a kid bed. Yeah. Um, and see what else. Um, we had a high-end producer come through. Um, he's worked with like Justin Timberlake and stuff. And like his people called us multiple times asking for a free room for like publicity. And like, I guess they were, we were in negotiations for a while. We were finally like, we need to charge you. We can't just like give you a free room. And they like didn't end up coming. We also had a lot of like Disney bloggers and stuff like write in and be like, I'm like, I have this many followers on like the internet. Like, can you give me a free room? Uh, and we'd be like, mm, uh, no. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I was just like, no, sorry. Um, but let's see what else. Okay. Let's see. Where do I even start? Okay. So I'm going to start with like a really, I guess like a shocking one and then we'll work our way back down. Okay. So basically one day this guy comes to the front desk and I'm there and he's like, Hey, um, someone just broke into my car. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, are you okay? Like, did you lose anything? He's like, yeah, like I lost a pair of sneakers and, um, Oh yeah. Also my gun was stolen. And I was like, I'm sorry. You're what? And he's like, yeah, like, I lost my gun. I'm like, what? What? He's like, yeah, like it was just in my, in my, under my seat. And like someone took it. So I went like, Oh, like, do you want me to call the police to file a report? And he's like, no, you don't need to. And he like ran away. So like, I don't know if he was just telling me for me to like give compensation or to tell me there was now a gun on property or to like, maybe it was like a gun that wasn't registered to him. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. We ended up like right. calling some, we called, we had security do a walkthrough. We ended up calling the police just to like look around and make sure everything was fine, but everything was fine. We never saw it. Nothing ever happened. Thank God. Um, another person I guess was so upset. This woman, basically she had come to the desk a million times. was like super upset with her room, super upset. Housekeeping, housekeeping didn't come at 9am exactly mad. She didn't get extra towels, mad. The pool was busy, mad. There was lightning, like just really just totally just upset. So I guess she thought we parked outside of the lobby, which we don't, we had our own parking, but so she slashed someone's tires that was what? outside the lobby because she thought it was one of our cars. And so you arrested her. Yeah. So we got, we ended up calling the cops and it was a whole thing. Also, people like to call the cops on us, like somehow like where she'd get arrested for whatever. Like, so like I'd be at the front desk and they're like, I'm calling the cops because you guys won't let me leave. And I'm like, you can leave, but you've also already stayed here a night. So like, I can't not charge you for the night that you stayed and use the water park and like went to dinner. Like I can't just like, not charge you so he like people call the cops the cops would show up and be like this is private property so like we can escort the guest off of property but like we can't do anything to anyone who works here so <laughs> i think people, you don't own the hotel now exactly like it's not like the cops own the hotel like they're just like what's well, private property so you can leave now thanks but but the cops are always really nice they were always cool to us um, I've had people at the front desk get really upset. We used to, I think I mentioned it before. We had like a line of like eight to 10 guests at night, wait just to complain. So like I had like one lady come up and she like threw, we used to have these little plastic signs on the desk. She like threw one at me and would like scream. And the problem was our lobby, as you can see in the pictures was kind of like a cylinder going up. So noise traveled. So any screaming in the whole place was just like an echo of anger. Um, which was really intense. So she threw stuff at us. And we also had, um, we had a mother come in who was really upset because she saw, I guess she saw an old picture of kids playing video games 
in the kids room and was upset that, um, her kids, her child's like Xbox 360 wouldn't plug into the little TV in the kids room. Like we had set up an engineer and everything to be like, Oh, like, can you fix this? And they're like, this TV is too old. And she got so upset and she wanted all her money back. And she's like, all you wanted to do on this vacation was play Xbox for the week. And I was like, Oh, like that doesn't make sense. You could have done that at home. Yeah. Like why? What? Like it was very confusing. I was just like, no, like, sorry. Like, you know, we, we offer all these amenities. We can't give you your money back. Another person that wanted their money back and tried to get creative was we have a couple entrances that you can like drive into to get onto property. There was one that has a big sign that says exit only, like only for ship, like shipping vans. There's a big sign. So all of a sudden I get this call and the guy's like, Oh, well, like I'm, I'm at this, I'm trying to drive in and it says exit only. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sir. They have to drive a little farther and you can come in. And he's like, well, don't I get my money back? Cause I can't get in this way. And I went, no, not at all. Like, no, he's like, but like, also like I didn't get enough towels and I'm like, well, I'll send you towels, but like, this doesn't, this shouldn't be a conversation that we're having. Um, it was just, yeah. So we get a lot of silly stuff like that. A lot of people, kids would call 911 on the hotel phone. So we'd have like, we'd hear the fire truck. We'd get the 911 call on our phones too. And like, try to answer be like, hello, like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And it was a lot of kids just like calling 911 to be funny. And I'm like, you guys need to stop doing that. And so when the police, when the, when the police showed up, you're like, well, it's a good thing you're here because we were going to call you anyways, because these guests, <laughs> I know Well, for other things like, Oh, a guest lost a gun. But like, also like for that, like we'd usually just like call, we'd, we'd go over to the room and make sure everything was okay. And then we'd tell, you know, the authorities like they're fine. Like we're fine. It was a false alarm. We also had kids pull the fire alarm a lot. Cause we had these fire alarms like around the lagoon pool on the hotel walls. So kids would think it's funny to like go and like pull it and then like run away. So we had a couple of like building evacuations because of it. And like, and the trucks would come and they'd still have to check everything just in case, but like normal, you know, it was just all false alarms, but Oh man, the one time it happened in the rain. Oh man, that was a lot. That was just a lot of angry, <laughs> wet people. It was just a lot. But the craziest story, and this is like my craziest day ever working there, uh, was the day that half the buildings flooded. So basically what happened was, is that um, basically, you know how like sprinkler systems and hotels, they have the signs that do not hang clothes on these, like do not hang anything on this. What they mean by that is that if you do that and you break it, all of the sprinklers attached to said sprinkler will go off in all of the rooms. So someone, I guess, had put a hanger and like hung up bathing suits and it got too heavy and the whole thing broke. And so water started spraying in there. Water started spraying in other rooms. The fire alarm went off. So now we're like all these people, there's an alarm happening. And so that what happens if an alarm happens by the lagoon pool in that circle, everyone in that circle gets evacuated because all the buildings are basically connected. So they evacuate everyone. So we had a whole side of the resort that was now evacuated. We turned the alarm off. Great. Those people went back in. There are still people whose rooms are flooding. Then the engineers went down to fix it and made it worse. And we lost power. So now this building has no power. They're flooding. Sorry, that's not supposed to be funny, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it was, it's funny after that. Like, I can laugh now, but like, so it's flooded. We have no power right now. So like it was, it was the craziest thing. I saw every single management or supervisor on property. We all had um, 
those like wheeling carts for luggage and everyone had to go room to room and we had to move every single person to a new room in that whole building. So we did floor by floor, like calling everyone walkie, like go to this room now and you're taking them to this room. And we had to do this like really intense moving. And these poor people who weren't in the rooms when it happened, we like went in and like tried to like save their stuff for them that was like getting wet. But like you imagine like you're in the parks all day, you finally get on the monorail after wishes, you finally get to your car, you drive back and your room is flooded. Can you imagine that? No, I cannot. That's like a nightmare. But surprisingly, everyone was like pretty okay. Like they weren't like as viciously angry as I was ready. I think it's because we acted pretty quick, but like everyone at the end was like, so I was in build like this building and I'm like, don't worry about it. And we like gave them a discount and like did all this stuff for them because of that craziness. But, uh, yeah, someone flooded the building. That was, that was a lot. Um, what else happened? Do, 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 do. We did the gun one. Oh, uh, there was, unfortunately, uh, which was really sad is we had a lot of people experiencing domestic violence um, on our property. So we had the cops called a lot or we had a lot of noise complaints. People were like screaming at each other and we'd hear it. And then we have to call the cops if it gets too intense for our security guards. And then like we had one, it was like, we have to, we, one, it was like, they're both hitting each other. So the kids, we had to call DCF and it was like a whole thing. And it was really awful. And it happened a lot near the end, which was really unfortunate because it's like, you're supposed to be on vacation and having a good time and all this horrible stuff happens. These poor kids thought they're meeting SpongeBob and now all this horrible stuff's happening. So that was always really a bummer. Um, what else did we do? We also had, um, overcrowded rooms. So basically like you'd come to the front desk and we'd ask how many are in your group. And sometimes it'd be like seven. And I'm like, Oh, well like only six are allowed in the room. And they're like, what do you mean? I have seven people. I'm like, great. You have a roommate for six. So, Fire marshal says we can only give you six wristbands for the resort. Like you only have six wristbands. Well, sometimes people would be like, oh, I only have six people. And then we get a noise complaint at like midnight. We'd go in and there'd be like 20 people in the room. Oh my. So people would basically like one time we went in, it was like the floor was like lined with sleeping bags. So I guess they were having a sleepover party for a kid's birthday and invited everyone to sleep over but like didn't have wristbands, didn't pay for them and just thought it'd be okay to fit like 20 people in a hotel room and not tell anyone. And it was like, really, it was like really intense. Like there was a lot of them. And then we had to be like, you need to leave. And they're like, well, I have all these kids and I have no car to leave. And I'm like, well, then you could book another couple rooms or like, you need to figure it out. Like, like it's not our fault that you put 20 people in a room for six and thought it would be okay. Like we can't, legally if we see it we can't be like it's fine because like what if something happens and that's on us you know goodness forbid but so that we got a lot of that um a lot of people sneaking into the water park because it was a wristband system but you could say oh i lost my wristband and usually people didn't bother you that much especially if it was really busy people really didn't bother you so you can kind of get away with it or say oh i checked out today and then like you could get through without your wristband um a lot of that, um, we had the, well, this is everywhere in Orlando. Fun fact, if you're listening, if you ever get like a notice on your door for pizza, like a pizza place you can call, but there's no website or anything, it's a scam. So we had a lot of that because we weren't fenced in. So people would just casually walk in and like drop the, the flyers under everyone's door and then like leave. And everyone calls this place, gives their credit card number, and then they never get pizza. So we had a lot of that too, which was kind of intense. And so all of this is just crazy and then you mentioned that there were times where you had to be escorted yes so uh, off property yes so i've been escorted 
a lot um, to my car and off property by security guards. Cause definitely during the day um, I've been threatened a lot. I had one guy, he walked in like big, like burly dude. And he like was trying to intimidate me, but like, I'm just like, you know, like someone just threw something at me, like intimidate me all you want. Like you're not going to get anywhere, but like came up to me and was like, if anyone enters my room today, I'm going to like kick their ass. And then I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm going to do all this stuff. So like, of course, like as soon as he leaves, like I call security and I'm like, someone threatened me, but then he like goes over there and is like, talks to the guy and the guy, he's like, Oh, the guy's fine. He was just mad. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then later that <laughs> night, so, yeah. Are you, are you not used to being threatened? I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah. Like super so, casual, like what? But then like later, oh, yeah, he's just angry. That's what happens when you're angry. You just start, yeah. you know, threatening to hurt people with violence. I know. Don't do that, please but basically did that anyways later that night i guess i guess housekeeping did go in the room so i guess what had happened was is that like someone had asked for an extra pillow and the number of the room got written down wrong so someone went to the room with a pillow and the dude like called me and like threatened my life and like all this stuff and what he was gonna do and once again security went up not a threat I'm like, well, I'm getting walked to my car then. So I don't die. Like not to be intense, like not to be too intense, but it's like, if someone's like doing that. So I had a lot of people many times be like, I'm going to come back and kick your ass. Like, I'm going to come back and hurt you. Like, I'm going to come back and do something. So like, I had to be walked out to my car a lot of times. And I'm like, I am not walking out to my car in the dark at like 1030 to midnight, whenever my shift was over. Like I'm not walking in my car by myself. So I always made sure to walk with the security guard to my car and then like have them wait for me to like start it and like move before they left. Cause it was just really intense. And like, I am, I am like a girl. I'm like not strong. Like I'm, I'm tall, but I'm not like scary or intimidating at all. So it's like, there is no way that I would be able to protect myself against some of these people. So it was always just like, by myself. Also, people got mad because they would smoke weed like in their cars. They would hot box or they would do it in the rooms. So we would call the cops. And like sometimes they would get very upset that we'd call the cops and they'd be like, We weren't smoking weed. And I was like, Why is there smoke coming out of your room? Like, I don't understand. So you, you have a blunt in your hand right now. And you're like, I'm not smoking weed. It's like, I can yeah. see literally taking a puff. Like, literally, it was really bad. And sometimes we'd give them the heads up and be like, uh, just so you know, uh, we smell weed in your room and uh, we call the cops. So if you want to get out of here before they get here, that'd be great. But it's sometimes if we do that and they come to the front desk and get mad at us for calling the cops and they start screaming at us. And I'm like, I'm sorry that you've now, you know, destroyed our room and we have to clear it out or you've hotboxed your car. And now in front of all these kids, like it was just a lot. It was just really the guests were two, one of two things. They were either really intense because they were upset and they were like throwing things. They were mad about the rooms or mad about the situation, or they were just really bad guests that everyone experiences, but just a little more heightened at our resort, I guess. Yeah. And that's, that is unfortunate, but the hotel is done and it's over and you left. It is. I did. But the, that transitionary period in between, you know, you have in between the new holiday Inn and then the Nickelodeon resort, things were being dismantled. Things were being torn up. Um, so what was going on with the guests? Were they like, what's what? Like, why is my the hotel that I've seen for years not here anymore? Um, why am I paying for this if it's not Nickelodeon anymore kind of thing? Correct. Yeah. So we had a lot of that. We had a lot um, of people. We had told everyone, you know, we had called everyone, emailed everyone being like, hey, like we're going to be under construction. But we never really announced that we weren't going to be Nickelodeon until like very close, like till April, even though we were doing construction since January and making rooms with like flamingos on the wall. So like, we didn't really 
inform everyone at the time at once? Because I think we, I, I'm assuming it's because they didn't want a max exodus. They didn't want everyone to leave. A and B, I think because we didn't know what was going on and we didn't know what characters were coming or what was happening, we didn't want to give false information. So at first, when the construction was happening, people were upset, but they kind of got it. You know, the rates had been slashed a lot, so it was a lot cheaper to stay there because you were going to be staying by the oasis pool in the back of the property because that pool was open when the lagoon was closed. Or we had a lot of buildings around the lagoon closed at different times. So there was just a lot going on. So some people complained about the noise and stuff, but mostly people understood there was construction. It was mainly just questions like what's happening. And for a while, we were just like, you know, we're renovating. It's going to be great. And then eventually when we had the official like tell everyone notice, it was like, okay, guys, like we're not going to be Nickelodeon anymore. Like this is the last day of Nickelodeon. And then you could see it, you know, people ask questions. The building all of a sudden was blue. They're like, Nickelodeon's not blue. Why is it blue? So people figured it out before we announced it. Like if you paid attention, you could really see that we were not going to be Nickelodeon anymore. Um, near the end, we, we had to call everyone being like, we're not Nickelodeon. We said we were going to have meet and greets with a character that we did not announce. We were told that we were going to have a character breakfast and like character meet and greets. We just were working on a contract with a company. And then um, apparently from what I heard is we never got the contract with the company, which means that we never actually came to fruition, meaning we promised something that we could not give our customers. And now it is just a regular hotel with a water park. It is a Coco Key water resort painted blue. And I find it interesting that both Nickelodeon Studios and the Nick Hotel were both replaced by blue. Nick Studios is now Blue Man Group. And then the Nick Hotel is Blue Holiday Inn. Oh God, irony. Just so much irony. But like the prices have been dropped a lot and I'm really hoping that you know, with that, they are turning things around. I really, I do wish them well. I really wish everyone who's still there, I wish them all really well. And I hope that they are really striving. And I hope that like, the big thing is, and like, I I'll say, I say this to pretty much everyone who asked me like why the Nickelodeon Hotel didn't work or why it closed. It's just like, if there was just more love put into it, if people, if when they had that first conversation with Holiday Inn and Nickelodeon and everyone, if they just said, we want to do this because we want to help people, or we want to do this, not just for a quick money grab, but for a long-term money, even a long-term money grab. But like, if they thought long-term and if they thought about the guests and making sure that they would come back next year versus getting money out of them once and then never returning, I think it would have gone a lot differently. I think it would have been structured a little differently, more adult activities and kind of just a little bit different and a little less grabby and a little bit more just like a nice place. Cause I, people, you'll make more money if people come back year after year than overcharging them one year, having a miserable time and then never returning. So I really think that if they had some love, like if they really, it was just love, I think it would have gone a whole different way. Well, that's a perfect way to end this podcast. Kate, um, I got to say, thank you so much for sharing your experiences, even the the funny ones and the uh, scary ones and all of the experiences of your time at the Nick Hotel. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I was glad to share. And if you want to tell, uh, tell everyone where they can find you, I'll put a link in the description. You have a YouTube channel of your own, you said? I do. So my YouTube channel is called Kate's Kingdom, uh, where I talk about different stories that I've had working at Disney World because I was there for six years. Um, it's youtube.com slash Kate WDWCP. Um, also, I have a Twitter at Kate Cupcakes and a Instagram at the Kate Cupcakes if you want to follow me there. Well, everyone, go follow Kate and everyone listening. Thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for visiting Defunct Land. Defunct Land.